0: Good morning. It's time for two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, talking boys basketball. We were up at uh, the Field House, Nielsville and Loyal on uh, Tuesday night, and uh, Nielsville improves to four and zero in the
1: conference with the win. Yeah, nice effort against Loyal, who came in undefeated in the conference, two and zero. Fairly tight game. You know, you always felt Nielsville was in control, but they're late in the first half. uh, I believe the Greyhounds crawled within about eight. And, yeah. But then Nielsen went off on a 7 0 run right at the end of the half and 28 to 13. And the second half was pretty much all Warriors there. So, and so. Drew Brown had a nice game, uh, 24 points. Yeah, yeah, he did a nice job. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, from the inside and the outside. Uh, uh, Loyal played a tough man to man. He had uh, Deegan Sandelier on him, but uh, nice effort by Drew, 24 points. So, so the Warriors go to 4 0, and Colby. They're
0: at 3-0. and They will host Loyal on Friday night. Right. And should they win,
1: Nielsville is at Colby on Monday, and it could be a battle of two unbeaten. You bet. Yeah, and, you know, Colby, uh, you know, we thought they'd be pretty good coming in, and now I think some of those football players are getting their basketball legs. And and they're a team, too, that's going to be big and fairly good size and physical to match up with the Warriors. Well, so. they put up 91 against Greenwood yes, on Tuesday did. night, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they can and, score some points. Yeah, and, yeah, they have a nice young uh, little Point guard, but you know Richard Strebler, is dynamite from the outside, and some fairly decent size inside. Yeah, so So it could be an
0: interesting matchup. Bet again. That's Monday night, Nielsville at Colby. Nielsville does not play on Friday. The rest of the conference will play. uh, They do have a game against Arcadia on Saturday afternoon uh, in boys basketball. Uh, Columbus Catholic uh, they beat Regis last night, Mm
1: -hmm. and they are ranked second in the state. Yep. Division 5. Yep, so far, uh, you know, we thought they'd be the best team in the Eastern Clover Belt and uh, had a pretty good matchup with Regis. Regis put out a pretty good game against them, but uh, Columbus so far looks like the best DD5 team in Central Wisconsin. Yeah, so. yeah. and it uh,
0: be interesting when, uh, you know, Colby and... Uh, Nielsville, yeah, Nielsville.
1: even Owen Withy. Even, you know, I think Owen Withey with that good inside game, so... And I think they have, yes. Columbus Catholic is at Owen Withey tomorrow yeah, night. So, so that should be a real good matchup to watch there, so...
0: Always physical when
1: you go to Owen, oh, yeah, know yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know that. Well, yeah, you know, and they... You, you know, you hate to call it homers, but it just seems like uh, the refs let them play up there. Yeah, they do. You, you know, they, yeah. they know that's Owen's style of play, and they let it go up there pretty much, so... so.
0: Uh, on the girls' side, Nielsville is tied with Spencer atop the uh, Eastern Clower Belt at 4-0, and but I see Spencer got... Uh, Beat pretty good by Alma-Center Lincoln the Yeah, other day. and
1: also by Stratford. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. last week, uh, I believe Stratford beat them by 15. And then, um, uh, you know, it looks like Alma-Center Lincoln had a pretty good team. And, you know, it's too bad that uh, last Saturday's game with the Warriors was postponed. But I do believe they have a makeup date for January 8th for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. They're going to
0: remake that yep. one up. So I did not see the boys game, but the not, girls game
1: is. Yes, I was told about the girls game. So that should be a pretty interesting matchup yeah. on a Saturday here in Nilsville.
0: Yeah, so. so Nielsville girls got a few uh, interesting matchups. You yeah. got Alma Center, and I believe they got McDonald down yep, the line you too. Bet.
1: You know, and then you know, okay, uh, next Tuesday they've got Spencer coming here. So, and that's going to be pretty pretty much to be two undefeateds in the conference, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how Spencer is. Uh, you know, I thought pretty highly of them in the preseason, and so far in the conference they've handled everything that's came their way. They've beaten Gilman and uh, and uh, but uh, you know they lost to Stratford and lost to Alma Center. So who knows? So. Nielsville will be at Colby tonight in yep. girls'
0: basketball, and Loyal is at Spencer tonight. Yep. So
1: yep. It should be a good matchup, too. So,
0: so we could have a pair of uh, unbeaten yeah, matchups just, next you week. You bet. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday night. Monday tonight. and Tuesday, good basketball coming. You bet, you bet. Uh, high school wrestling. Uh, the wrestlers, unfortunately, did not wrestle this past yeah. weekend,
1: but they get a chance to uh, wrestle this weekend. Yeah, just, you know, I didn't travel to Eau Claire North. Uh, Twelve teams did make it to North, by the way, so they did hold a tournament. Uh Simley High, out of the Twin Cities, which is a Minnesota high school powerhouse, won the tournament. They had six champs, and, you know, there was a couple guys up there. They had a guy wrestling 220 who I know it would have been a great matchup with Gunnar Hoffman. And, you know, those matches don't come around too often. Right, right. But, uh, you know, the the travel logistics being what it was, Larry, and the storm, and, you know, just couldn't make it. But uh, this weekend they're traveling even farther up to Osceola, (laughs) and that is a dual-team tournament. And what they have is eight schools, Osceola, Hudson. Boyceville, Cumberland, the Luck Co-op, Barron, Clear Lake, and NGL, and they'll divide it into two pools. They'll wrestle a dual match against each of the teams in their pool, and then the first place team from each pool will face off for the individual tournament okay. champion. So. That's a team tournament? Te- 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 no team? individual? Yeah. Yeah, they give usually give medals to wrestlers who come out of it undefeated. Oh, okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah, it's kind of based on a team, and then that'll be their last wrestling before Christmas, and then... Uh, Wednesday the 29th and Thursday the thirtieth they will be at the Northern Badger Invitational at River Falls which is a huge tournament thirty close to forty teams. So.
0: Now what about that tournament looking ahead? Uh, what do you think up there? What are
1: the teams? Um, Amory who's Amory. the number one team in D, yeah. D, D uh, two uh, Kadot and Saint Croix Falls. Oh they're all going to be up there. Which are uh, Saint yeah, and Central by the way. Falls is a much better wrestling team than uh, Central but. Uh, So, you got two of the top teams in D3, the top two rated teams in D2 with NGL and and, uh, uh, Amory, and then Hudson, which I believe is honorable mention in D1. Not Hudson, uh, River Falls, excuse me, River Falls, which always has a fine wrestling program also. So, those would be the the headliners, I think. Okay. All right. So, some good wrestling. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, there's going to be, well, you take 220, where Gunner, you know, Gunner probably is one of the top three guys there. You have the state. Division two champion from last year and then the State Division three champion and Gavin Teagle's there, oh, so, wow. plus Gunner. So it's going to be, you know, <laughs> and most of the classes are like that. Okay. So, so very, very good stiff competition. So over and two days. And will be uh, over a Christmas break yep, 29th
0: and 30th. All so. right, up at uh, River Falls yep. for the Northern Badger. Uh, let's see uh, what else we got going on here in the world of sports. Uh, bowl season begins for yep. college football. Mm-hmm. That begins uh, tomorrow,
1: actually, yep. the Bahamas Bowl and the Cure Bowl. Yeah, you know, the Bahamas Bowl, that wouldn't be a bad gig, would it? No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how yeah, that one's the first er- game. Yeah, everybody talks about War weather Bowls. What better place to yeah. go than the Bahamas? Really, <laughs> really. Toledo and Middle Tennessee yeah, are the lucky you know, ones to get that one. So, yeah, but uh... – yeah, so the stretch begins now, and now, just about every day now, between now and the first of the year, you'll see at least probably one game or two games on ESPN. So. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: In fact, on Saturday, there's six games yeah. all told for yeah, the bowl. I believe
1: Northern Illinois plays in their bowl game Saturday, right? No, they play Friday. Friday, okay. Yep.
0: They, they play
1: tomorrow against Coastal Carolina. In what bowl? That's the... The Cure Bowl. Cure Bowl, okay. And, of course, uh, Logan Schernitz from Spencer High School played for Spencer Columbus. uh, uh is a starting guard for the Northern Illinois football team. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting. So, if yep. you get a
0: chance to watch it, uh, the and Cure Bowl, uh, a little bit later on tomorrow evening event. for that so. one. Uh, how about the Wisconsin volleyball team making yep. it back to the uh, Final Four? Yep,
1: yeah, playing is the national semis tonight, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and they are in Columbus, Ohio, and they will uh, play against number one Louisville. So, Thirty-two and oh. Thirty-two and oh. So. This is a Badgers' third consecutive trip to the Final Four, so hopefully this is the lucky one. So, but, uh,
0: but Louisville, I looked at their stats; they've dropped just one set right, in yeah. the tournament so far.
1: Yeah, that's kind of. In the other side, you you got kind of two Cinderella stories in Pittsburgh and Nebraska. Yeah, so right. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> there are and Nebraska's a team Wisconsin beat twice during the season. So
0: <laughs> there are some that are saying it's going to be Wisconsin against Nebraska. Yeah, in the championship, yeah. others are saying that Louisville's just got too much. Yeah, but. Yeah, we'll see.
1: If you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best, Larry. So that's yeah, all there's to that's it. That's right.
0: So, so. And uh, Dana Retke, it was announced uh, yesterday that she is a first, the first five-time first-team All-American in American Volleyball Coaches Association history. Okay, now because of the super
1: senior thing. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Normally, there isn't a, a five-year senior, but yep. because of the COVID yep. situation last year, which is awesome. Yes. Awesome. That's something they aren't going to write about too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she is in the record books there. And uh, they'll make those announcements uh, a little bit later on this morning, actually, mm-hmm. uh, actually give those awards out in Columbus, Ohio yep.
1: during the Final Four. Yeah, Badger basketball team uh, is in a stretch of non-conference games after they got a uh, 1-1 start to conference. and uh, Didn't get off to
0: too good of a start, though, yeah. against Ohio State. Now they're out of the top 25. Yeah, you know,
1: that, if the Badgers were going to do anything in the polls, they had gotten in at 23. But uh, the way Ohio State took care of them over in Columbus, that pretty much... Sealed their defeat of falling out of the top twenty-five. So, but uh, you know their start, Larry, is still better than I thought. You know, most people had them pegged for tenth in the Big Ten. I think they're a little better than that. So, yeah, it's
0: it's not the same Badger team. There's no, no, it's a, real, no. I mean Johnny, Johnny Davis, Davis, but you know, but. He's not you really look that at Saturday, up.
1: the biggest problem is the majority of the scoring is coming from two people. Right. It's coming from Johnny Davis and Brad Davison. These other guys got to start stepping up, or they're, they're going to get it handed to them in Big Ten play. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know,
0: Big Ten's so. tough. Yeah. Always You're is. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Packers getting set for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Again, that game is a 325 start uh, and, on Sunday. Uh, Lamar
1: Jackson, as of yesterday, was, will be, was very questionable. They signed a veteran quarterback to their pro- uh, practice squad, Josh Jackson. Who had been on the practice squad of the New York Jets? So okay, so just you know, yeah, his had, ankle looked yeah, pretty bad. That tell you if that tells you something, you know. I know Harbaugh has been saying all week he expects Jackson to start, but you go out and start signing quarterbacks; that's something's in the air there. But and uh, his style of play does not uh, yeah work yeah, well with spring. No, that, you know, that ankle was the floor. thing I wanted to mention too, Larry. You know. For the way with an ankle, I don't care if he, there's no way he's going to be 100%. Right, no. And if he's 75%, he cannot do what he, he'll be a sitting duck in the pocket. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so.
0: yeah. so that game again, 325 yeah. on Sunday, Packers and Baltimore. I hope and... the
1: Packers pack their special teams. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, yeah. yeah. I think there might be some changes. I, you know, I, you know, I said, I heard a, I think I told you the story, I heard somebody, there were a lot of people wanting, Drayton's head, the special teams coach, yeah. but it really makes no sense to change coordinators after uh, 13 ga- 13 games. You've got four games left. You can't. Whatever you bring in is not going to change because you still have the same roster. Right. So, so I I think you've got to find 11 players who want to go down and, and play special teams on these return on these kickoffs and punts and uh, same thing on their returns and uh, and start using their heads a little more. Uh, Micah t- Taylor fumbling that one out of bounds at the five-yard line yeah. and things like no that. No excuse and for that. Yeah, just crazy things. But so. I
0: understand. Uh, I think I heard uh, Coach LaFleur saying uh, yesterday that it's uh, every man, you know, next man up, there may be some new guys coming yeah. out there, maybe returning, maybe even, like you said. on. But,
1: that, you know, that's another thing. With the injuries they've had, guys have had to move up into starting roles, so that's taking them off special yeah, that's teams. that's true. So you're probably getting less – athletic players out on those on those teams right and yeah. uh, that's probably hurting them yeah, a lot so, that could be and then you know i hate beating bush but crosby has a new holder this year and now they change. and earlier in the season they changed snappers that i think that's in his head too you know so yeah. you know uh the punter is left-footed and left-handed. <laughs> that's probably a big change right there. Yeah. You know, so I well don't
0: know. we may see some starters that'll be uh, forced yeah. to go to uh, special teams. You know, you
1: hope not because that's a that's a, yeah. that's another reason for injuries. Yeah, but uh, it is. We'll it see. Is. Yeah, they, they've, They can't go on that way. Uh, The Bears in the first half, their average starting position was between the 40- and 50-yard line. You can't do that. No, not even Baltimore. Yeah, it's too short of fields, and their kicker kicks 50- to 60-yard field goals. So that's almost giving Baltimore three points automatically. Yes, yes. All right, uh, where are they now?
0: Where are we heading off to today? we're
1: going up to Spencer, Larry, and talk about Paige Johnson. Paige was a 2013 graduate of Spencer High School. Uh, She played four years of volleyball uh, at Spencer, uh, two years on the varsity, her junior year in 2011, the Rockets were 34-8 and and second in the Cloverbelt East uh, to Owen Whitney that year. That year, they made it to the state semifinals at the Resch Center and beat Grantsburg in the semifinals and lost to Utsburg in the state championship D3 three to two. And, uh, also that year, Owen Withy was second in D4 that year. So a really heck of a good year for the Cloverbelt that year. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, uh, in her senior, um, oh, Paige was also, she was honorable mention all conference in the Cloverbelt as a junior. Um, her senior year, they were 35 and six. They were Cloverbelt East champs that year and lost in the sectional finals to Ocanto but, uh, and Paige was all conference first team that year. In the winter, uh, Paige switched to hockey playing for the Marshfield Hockey Team in the Great Northern Conference. In her freshman year, uh, she was an all-conference Great Northern player after having 17 goals and 8 assists. Um, her sophomore year in 2011, she was had 26 goals and 9 assists. She was all- conference and Great Northern Player of the Year that year. In And uh, the Tigers were 8-8 eight eight that year. In her junior year, uh, the Tigers were 12-6-1. She had 30 goals, 10 assists. She was first-team uh, All-Great Northern Conference and Player of the Year, and she was first-team All-State that year in hockey. As her, in her senior year, she had 37 goals, 21 assists. The, Rock, uh, the Tigers excuse me, were 15-6 and six that year. Uh, again, she was All-Conference and Great Northern Conference uh, player of the year and first-team All-State. In the spring, Paige turned to softball. In her freshman year, um, she was playing third base for the Rockets, they who were 12-8. and eight, She was tw- uh, 27 out of 66 that year, a 4.09 average with four doubles and 20 RBIs. She was honorable mention all-conference that year. In her sophomore year, she was 26 out of 56 with a 4.64 average 10 doubles, 2 triples, 2 homers, and 30 RBIs, and was first team all-conference that year. In her junior year, she was 35 out of 70, a 500 average, 13 doubles, 1 triple, 6 homers, and 37 RBIs. All-conference first team that year. That year, the Tiger uh, Rockets lost in the sectionals to Tigerton 4-2. In 2013, her senior year, Paige was 24 out of 52, which was a 461 average, four doubles, one triple, eight home runs and 44 RBIs. Uh, the Rockets were, Clover Belt, were 17 and five that year, Cloverbelt East champs, and lost in the regional finals that year Stratford. Page was first team all-conference that year and was Eastern Conference Player of the Year that year. After graduation, uh, Page uh, enrolled at the University of Wisconsin at River Falls and started playing hockey for the uh, Falcons. Her freshman year in 2013, 2014, the Falcons were 23 and five with three ties. Uh, Paige played in 31 games that year, two goals, 14 assists, uh, for a total of 16 points. In her sophomore year, they were 26, four and one. Um, Paige had that year, seven goals, 16 assists, first team all WIAC, uh, and also as a freshman, she was first team all WIAC. And, uh, and uh, as a sophomore, she was All-American defenseman for the Falcons. Um, her junior year, they were 23-6 and and two ties. Um, Paige had four goals and 13 assists, 17 points that year. Again, first team All-WIAC and All-American defenseman. In her senior year, uh, they were 26-3. and three. Uh, Paige was first team uh uh, Paige had five goals, 17 assists, 22 points that year. First team all-WIMAC and all-American. Paige graduated from UW-River Falls with a degree in counting. And also I wanted to say she is tied for second all-time in career, Larry. First for all-time in career for games played at UWRF with 122. And she has also has tied for most assists in a game at four. As I said, she graduated in accounting in 2017. Today, Paige is a senior development accountant for Link Logistics Real Estate in the Minneapolis area and residing in the Minneapolis area. So Paige Johnson, where is she all? Wow,
0: good. Uh, good yeah. for her, yeah. Hockey, that's interesting, yeah. coming out of Spencer High School. Yeah, but
1: yeah. I guess probably a co-op with the Marshfield, yeah, and yeah. she's you know, an good. outstanding athlete. So. Yeah, played on some good River Falls teams. Oh, you bet. Yeah, They're yeah. always good in hockey, yeah. women's yeah. hockey. Yep.
0: All right, uh, where are they now? Good stuff there. Um, I read this uh, yesterday. Baseball great Pistol Pete Maravich's college letterman jacket sold for nearly $117,000 Wow! uh, on an auction over the weekend. Uh, Of course, there was a lot of stuff that they uh, sold Mm -hmm. that netted over $160,000, including earnings from that jacket, Maravich died uh, in 1988 at just the age of 40 from yeah, heart failure.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, one of the you know one of the great pure shooters you ever seen.
0: You know, I didn't realize, but he remains the all-time leading scorer in Division One men's college basketball history.
1: And he only played three years of varsity because yes. freshmen were not eligible then. But he averaged, I think, forty some points. a 44.2 game. Forty-four
0: point two a game,
1: yeah, yeah. in his career. Yeah, his dad, Press, was the coach at LSU. Oh time. so but uh, yeah, he was. You know, yeah. you talk about uh, Steph Steph Curry, but I tell you. Pistol Pete. Was... Yeah, and Pistol Pete never had the three-point. No. You know, I said, and speaking, of course, speaking of Steph Curry, uh, he became the NBA's all-time three-point shooter Tuesday night at New York, surpassing Ray Allen. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, three-point baskets, Larry, started in the NBA in the 79-80 season. Chris Ford of the Boston Celtics is credited with making the first one in league history. Oh, okay. So, All right. Not the guy you think about it. No. I guess when I think of three-pointers in the league, I think of, Steph Curry, I think of uh, Ray Allen, and I also think of Reggie Miller. Sure, uh, yeah, you know, so top some, three right there. Top three, I think, right there. So, but I always wondered, you know, the, some of those guys that played, you know, the whole time the ABA was playing, they used the three points. Yes. But I wondered if uh, how many of those guys got to play in the NBA and did their stats go along with it? Yeah, so, but, yeah. Uh, but Rick Barry played quite a while in sure. the ABA. and uh, George Gervin. Yeah, you know, guys like man. that. You know, you wonder what. what what their totals were. But, sure. Uh, so, but but uh, Pete
0: Maravich, you think, what oh, would it have been if he'd had a three-point line? Oh, my God.
1: Just think in college. I mean, he, he had ha- 3,600. Yeah.
0: Over, he had 3,667 points in three years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and if he'd had a three-pointer, most of his shots were from the outside anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, he... he I I bet he would average close to sixty points a game, fifty <laughs> over fifty for yeah. sure. You know, but, but I mean to
0: average forty four points a game I in know, your career, it, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, forty four uh, points every yeah, game, unbelievable. So
0: and then on the opposite side of that, yeah. uh, earlier in the week, uh, Tennessee. This was going back in history. Yeah. The 1973 Tennessee beat Temple 11 to 6. It was the lowest scoring college basketball <laughs> game in history because there was no shot clock at that right, time. Right, right. So Temple was down 7 to 5 yeah. with just under 13 minutes left in the first mm-hmm. half. They held the ball the rest of the way
1: yeah.
0: for the final shot. Yeah. And then in the second half, no team attempted a field goal. Yeah. The only points that were scored were from the free throw line because yeah, the other team yeah, wanted the ball back. Yeah.
1: Could you imagine being a spectator? It's no. Like- <laughs> 11 to 6 was the final. <laughs> Now they score more than that in the first two minutes. Yeah. So, so. then the shot clock came in in 1985, right. yeah. and then
0: now it's at 30 seconds. Yeah. So and they were talking about doing that in high school. Yeah,
1: you bet. Yeah, I thought they were going to experiment, but they, they just haven't gotten around to it.
0: Well, I think it's uh, equipment issues. Yeah, it's I, a lot of equipment, I, equipment involved. Equipment and cost. Yeah,
1: I, I think you know, and, and the maintaining, you know, because that's another person's that got you know got to run or whatever. So, yeah. But, so uh, that
0: that's I think that was the biggest you bet. The reason so. why they didn't do a shot clock yeah, in high so. school. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, I heard, is going to go into the uh, IndyCar schedule full time okay. this coming year.
1: I had heard he was going to drive the Indianapolis 500. Yep. So, oh, so okay. He's going to drive all yeah. 17 races. Wow! So, in an IndyCar now. Yeah. <laughs> same car number 48. Pretty interesting. Or same so, number issues. What a great driver though. Seven and seven NASCAR titles. He was pretty tough to yeah. beat. Yeah. So. We'll see how well, he does
0: now against yeah. those guys yeah. in the NASCAR or the uh, IndyCar yeah. circuit. Yeah.
1: Anything else? Today? Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna bring up. Speaking of hockey, yeah, a uh, little update on the Black River Boys and Girls Hockey Co-ops. The boys so far are four and two. Uh, um, Ian Zosky from Nielsville is the second leading scorer with five goals and two assists, and brother Micah has three goals on the year. Uh, the girls are four and five. Uh, Delaney Johnson from Nielsville has three assists. Uh, Courtney Magnuson has one goal. And then her sister Sydney, the goalkeeper, has got a record of three and five, two point three eight point goals allowed per game, with a save percentage of ninety four percent. that's good. Pretty good goalie there. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll get a chance to uh, see those or hear from them. Yeah. We're going to get a couple of broadcasts from Black River yeah. Falls Co-op Hockey. Uh, I think February. In February, we got okay. a couple of games: one for the boys, and one for the girls. Wonderful. So, ninety-two Yeah, there's a lot of representative down there yeah. as we talked about. Yeah. So. And, and so. All right, uh, no show next week. Right, We're gonna take the holiday break yep. for Christmas. So, yep. uh, wish everyone happy holidays. Yeah, yep,
1: be safe and uh, enjoy it. So, yes, so. and we'll be
0: back with you uh, after Christmas. Yep, that'll do it for two guys on sports this time around. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again later.